Welcome to the Faith Life Fellowship Podcast with Dr. Scott Forrest. Today, Dr. Forrest presents Paul Blakey, MBE of the Christian Nightlife Initiative, who talks about street angels and gives his message to love the one in front of you. All right. It is my pleasure to introduce Paul Blakey to you. Let me just take a few minutes and tell you my first encounter with Paul was last year. He came to our church when we were meeting in a hotel. It was humble surroundings, but he came anyway, and he blessed us with his vision. And I searched for a word after I heard him speak, and the only word that I could come up with was captivating. His vision was absolutely captivating. And in a word, basically his vision is to go out and love the person in front of you. And I'm going to let him expound on that and tell you a little bit more about street angels, and also Christian Nightlife Initiative. Would you welcome Paul Blakey? Thank you, Scott. Good morning. Now, you may realize that I'm not from these parts. I'm from South Carolina. No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm from a a small place in, in, you may have heard of it, England. Has anybody been there? Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, I'm from a place in England called Yorkshire. Uh, We have a typical greeting in Yorkshire, which is A-Up. You may remember this. I think we should Americanise that, or or Southern Americanise that. A-Up, (laughs) y'all. Hey, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. But it's fantastic to be here with my lovely wife, Jean. Do you want to stand up and and introduce yourself? And uh, we've, we've been amazingly looked after by um, the lovely Leonard family. Um, Mary and Sarah met us last Saturday, only last Saturday, in... um, Oh, thank you. (laughs) I'm joking, I'm joking. (laughs) Mary and Sarah met us last Saturday in Washington. Um, We're just in a few days kind of touring around Washington. We then drove to Harrisburg, uh, where we were speaking at a Redeemed Christian Church of God church last Sunday. Um, we then kind of says, well, we're going up to um, Pennsylvania Ridgeway. Why not pop into Niagara Falls as we're so close? And Sarah, bless her, said, yeah, why not? Let, let's do it. So we drove up to Niagara Falls, um, got a bit wet on the boat. Um, sadly, they didn't take their passport with them and they didn't fancy swimming into Canada. But um, So we just did the American side and, you know, but there we go. Uh, and then we came down and administered in Ridgeway in Pennsylvania. And now we're here, and it's exciting, and it's great to be here. Let me just share with you a little bit about Street Angels, and I've, I've got a message to bring. Um, so Street Angels was something that Gene and I set up back in 2005. Halifax was known as the Wild West of West Yorkshire on a Friday and Saturday night. People would travel from all over the north of England for a night out. Um, and with that came binge drinking, underage drinking, sexual assaults, violence. Um, the town really had got this reputation as being a no-go area on weekend evenings. Um, not afraid to go where we shouldn't go. I took my wife, Jean, on some romantic moonlit strolls around the town centre. And we saw stuff that we'd rather not have seen and the town really was not the nicest place to be. And we thought as Christians, our town deserves better than all of this stuff that happens on a Friday and Saturday night. Um, we talked to the churches who had this cafe and thought, wouldn't it be great to open our cafe as kind of a safe place drop-in? Um, a week later, we were sat in a meeting with the town centre police sergeant. 
Um, he got very excited. Do you get excited policemen in America? <laughs> um, and literally two weeks later, we launched. Um, Friday the 25th of November 2005, um, we had so many people turn up to volunteer that we kind of went from a safe place drop-in to this ministry that we call Street Angels, safe people that would patrol the town in fluorescent yellow jackets, as well as offer this safe place drop-in back at our cafe. Uh, and amazingly, it worked. In the first 12 months, violent crime in Halifax Town Centre, it normally goes up on a Friday and Saturday night, reduced by 42%. So... The, the, the national government wanted to know why the Halifax police had lied and sort of twisted their figures because we were the only town where violent crime had gone down. Um, so they did this in-depth study and they worked out that no, violent crime really had gone down and it was because A, the police were willing to work in partnership with other people and B, because people who care were out on the streets of the town centre simply caring for other people at a time when it most mattered. Uh, we have this saying, love the person in front of you. And that's all that we do. Love the person in front of you. So giving out flip-flops when girls go out in high heels that they can't walk in. Giving out water, bottles of water. Giving directions, chatting to people, connecting with people, caring for people. Um, helping people out. And actually through that, demonstrating that the love of Christ is a reality for our communities and for the people in it. And because it works in Halifax, we've spread all over the place. It's great that we've got a few Wilmington Street Angels that launched last year. Go for it, guys. Uh, we've also gone to things like festivals. So this was us um, three weeks ago, was it, or something? Uh, um, we start the season with a nice, safe festival. Um, so the UK has about 500 festivals every year. Um, so we started um, one down on the south coast of England called Big Church Day Out. It's great fun because we get to drive a buggy. <laughs> golf buggies are so cool. You just if you ever get the chance to drive a golf, go for it. It's amazing. Um, and then we kind of progress onto some of the massive secular festivals that happen in the UK. Um, so things like Leeds, which has 85,000 people. Um, Boardmasters down in Cornwall. Did any of you watch Poldark? So Paul Dark Country, um, on, the, on the beach, it's hard doing Festival Angels on a beach, eating Cornish pasties, I'm, I'm suffering that week. <laughs> Usually in the sunshine, it's as nice as Wilmington isn't today. Why, why is it raining, Scott? We're from England, we want sunshine, man, not rain. <laughs> Get the sunshine back, come on. <laughs> Um, and it, it's just fantastic. Festival Angels has just really opened up over the last few years. We've gone from one. Um, this year we're in about 14 different Festival Angels programmes over this summer. Um, I'll tell you a cool story. Um, a lady at one of our projects in London rang me on a Friday and said, look, we've really got a heart for this music festival that happens in our local community. Um, this year, we, well, last year as it is now, um, we just had set up a stall outside one of the churches and kind of connected with the young people as they were coming into the festival and leaving the festival. But what we really want is to be inside the festival grounds. How do we go about that, Paul? I says, I'll think about that one. Um, the next week, I was at a Christian Police Association conference. Um, they give me an hour to share about the work that we're involved in. I shared about Festival Angels. A man, a police officer, afterwards came up to me and says, oh, I am the lead police liaison officer for this festival, Eastern Electrics. We've been saying for the last two years that we need Christians to come in 
and work at this festival to offer welfare and support to the festival goers. Do you think you can help make it happen? I says, well, as it happens, last week I had this conversation with this lady that's desperate to come in. Uh, so it's just fantastic. That's a, a kind of another festival that's opened up to us. 30,000 people, they get that over two days. And it's just fantastic to be the church where young people just hang out and just love them, just accept them, just listen to them, just share the fact that Jesus loves festivals and we have this cool-looking Jesus, uh, kind of John-looking-esque type Jesus in sunglasses. And people come and have a selfie with Jesus, which is quite cool, I think. <laughs> um, it's just great to be there. We've also worked with this um, Methodist church um, who got this real big vision um, that they, 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 hire, they, they wanted to hire planes, you know, these planes that have banners on the back. I presume we have those in the States. And um, th they got this vision last year to fly this plane saying, Jesus loves every one of you over major events in the UK. Now, they raised the money somehow. This is a small Methodist church of probably about 15, 20 people in the depths of Cornwall, um, and they managed to raise the funds to fly this plane over every major event in the UK. Sometimes it was stopped because of the weather, um, but it went over things like London Marathon, Royal Ascot, all of the major festivals, any agricultural shows, um, you know, any events. It, it got permission to fly over the London Marathon, which is like a big major, you know, they close the whole of London off, and they stopped any air flights have to kind of divert round whilst this is on. And this plane got permission to fly the route of the London Marathon, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and as uh, we were at Leeds Festival, and some, it came over on Sunday afternoon, um, just as a massive band, I don't even know who they were, were about to play on the main arena. And it, it was flying around for about an hour. As probably 60, 65,000 people, mainly young people, were coming from the campsites, walking through into the main arena. It was amazing to stand there and hear thousands of young people chanting, Jesus loves every one of us, Jesus loves every one of us, as they came on. I think that, that's kind of cool, and we were able to do some of the work on the ground around that. This year, they're flying the banner that says, Jesus calls, will you follow? And they're flying that, they've flown it, um, I was showing um, Mary and Sarah some pictures of um, one of the festivals this weekend, um, which was like brown mud, because it had rained that much. It was not nice, but they flew this banner, they managed to get a break in the clouds and they flew it around this heavy metal festival. Uh, and it's great to read some of the tweets and Facebook comments that come back. So great things are happening in the UK. The kingdom of God is growing, it's strong, and God is on the move and just doing amazing stuff. And we pray for the same for America. Amen. I'm preaching off. I've never, I've never spoken from a phone before. So, so I might need to borrow your glasses, Scott. <laughs> the church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he fills everything with his presence, says Ephesians 1, verse 23. We are it. We'll get excited about that. Come on. We are it. The church, you and me, is God's plan A for this nation, for this state, for this world. And you know what? There's no plan B. The same spirit, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is in each and every one of us. And us, you and me, partnering with the Holy Spirit is the answer to every need, 
every problem, every lack of love in the world today. In the media culture, some groups will tell you that the church is struggling. Do you have that in America? Do people say that in America? They do in the UK. That we're reducing in numbers, that we're insignificant, that we're out of date, that we're out of touch. And I don't think that is the case at all. The church, God's people, have an important, significant and influential role to play in our society. And I think the role and the vision and the purpose of the church is summed up in the two lines in the Lord's Prayer. God's kingdom come, God's will be done, on earth as in heaven. Let's make that personal. God's kingdom come, God's will be done through you to bring heaven to earth, to demonstrate that heaven is a reality. And so the first question I want to ask you today is what does God's kingdom look like for your street, for your neighbourhood, for your community, for this town of Wilmington, for this state of North Carolina, for the USA, or for the world? What would Wilmington look like if it was truly loved? What would Wilmington look like if it was truly loved? I just said I'm from a place called Yorkshire. In 2014, um, Yorkshire welcomed the Tour de France. Now, you may realise that France and Yorkshire are slightly few miles apart. Um, but let me tell you the story of how this happened. So I think this is kind of cool. Um, the government in, in the UK decided to remove all of the funding for all of the regional tourist boards. Um, so every area, every region in the UK used to get £10 million from the national government to kind of promote tourism and um, bringing people into areas. And um, so they removed it. And um, lots of the regional tourist boards kind of went because they didn't have the money to operate. But welcome to Yorkshire for, you know what, instead of thinking small, why not think big? I think that's pretty cool. And so they, um, one day they kind of sat down in a meeting and said, Let, let's Google the top sporting events in the world. And so they went on Google and they worked out the, the most watched sporting events. Number one was the Olympics. Now this was just before um, 2012 when London had the Olympics and it says, we can't bid for the Olympics because London's about to have it, so we'll, we'll forget that one. The number two sporting event, most watched sporting event, is the World Cup. And they thought, nah, we can't be bothered building lots of stadiums because that's expensive. Let's not bother with the World Cup. The third most watched sporting event was the Tour de France in the world. Number three most watched sporting event. And they looked at it, they thought, actually, yeah, we don't need to do anything for that, do we? Because they just ride on roads. That's, that's, that's fairly cheap. Let, let's, let's look at how we do that, shall we? And so they looked into how do you host the Tour de France? <laughs> you know, they Googled that. And um, they got back that the, the, the bid for the 20, 2014 Tour de France was in like three weeks' time. So they thought, yeah, let's do something. So they hired a helicopter, or borrowed a helicopter, as you do, and they set off and they just kind of put together this little promotional film. They flew around Yorkshire and filmed lots of stuff, put together this five, ten minute video, sent it off and went over to France, to Paris for the meeting. 
Um, so the UK government had already spent millions of pounds back in the bid from Scotland. Um, so the UK government were kind of against the Yorkshire bid, but they went for it anyway. Um, they turned up at this meeting. Um, the French kind of said, as they do in French accents, "Where is Yorkshire? Was that a good French accent? Um, and they kind of spoke and they showed the video and they answered questions. And they went away from this meeting thinking, that probably didn't go so well. But somehow, the Tour de France organisers just loved the spirit that was behind this. And they came over to visit and said, yeah, we love Yorkshire. We think that will make a great Tour de France Grand Depart. And so they said, we'll give, you, we'll give it you in 2014. And so the Tour de France came to Yorkshire in 2014. Now, for years, the church has been praying for the prosperity of the region. All of a sudden... You get a major sporting event that's seen in every nation around the world with a global viewing audience of 20 million, a billion or whatever it is. Um, suddenly, Yorkshire kind of went high on the stakes. Um, on, the, on the weekend, which was a beautiful, sunny, not like today, <laughs> glorious weekend, the sun came out, Mary. The sun shone. We had two and a half million people lining the streets to watch this bicycle race. Communities came together, um, they decorated towns and communities and yellow bikes appeared on every place that you could hang a yellow bike. Um, parties were held, communities came together to hold parties. Um, the world came, it was a fantastic atmosphere and a great showcase for Yorkshire. And the phrase that was reported on the media time and time and time again was that this was God's own county. And I think that's kind of prophetic. Since the Tour de France, we've now got a, a, an annual cycle race um, called the Tour de Yorkshire, because we like to keep the French um, thing. And, and every weekend at the beginning of May, again, millions of people line the streets to cheer on the bikes and communities dress up the town. You know, communities come together to hold parties to watch the event and all the cyclists drive past. Um, this year, we, ha we, we hit on the idea of having a banners that said, Jesus loves Yorkshire. Uh, if you want to see it, go and look at Sarah's car. She's got a car sticker in, the, in her car. Is that right? Um, and, and we thought, let's, let's get this on the international TV. So on the Sunday morning, it was coming through Halifax. Um, a couple of us went out, me and a lad from our church, and we put three banners up. Um, so one on the church building and then two on railings as this kind of the race passed under, thinking we're going to get this on the telly. Uh, and uh, we put them up at 8 o'clock. Um, we went to the, um, the place to watch the, the race start, and they had a big screen there. And like, so this is now national TV, live around the world, and the cycle race went under, and it zoomed in on our banner for about a minute, saying, Jesus loves Yorkshire. What a prophetic statement to stand out to the world. Um, and later on in the race, it also came on to another one. But I think it's great that the, tour de, the, the Welcome to Yorkshire had a big vision. We need vision, don't we? What is your vision? What is the vision of Faith Life Fellowship and for the church here in Wilmington? God's kingdom as a reality is a great starting place. Do we want to see communities transformed? Do we want to see crime reduced? Do we want to see lives changed for the better? Our vision should be so big that unless God's involved, it's bound to fail. 
Now, it's interesting, over the last decade in the UK, that alcohol-related crime and alcohol-related violence and alcohol-related and hospital admissions have reduced year on year. Now, I think it's interesting that over the last decade is when the church in the UK has gone out onto the streets at a time when people are out drinking and partying and try to put God's kingdom into action. And the result is that crime and hospital admissions and lives getting damaged by alcohol is going down year on year. Is there a connection? Well, I think so. Because the church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. And it's great that we are getting our rightful place in society back again. There's a comedian in, in the UK who wrote in one of our national newspapers, apart from being involved in the beginning of science, systems of government, philosophy, art, schools, hospitals, the emancipation of women, the abolition of slavery, social welfare, helping form the basis of the moral code that most people live by, introducing popular notions of justice, mercy, decency and compassion, what has Christianity ever really done for the world? And in almost every area of life that dehumanizes people, the church is the lead agency and should be the lead agency in bringing change and helping humanize people again. There was another article in, in one of our national papers. Um, somebody was appointed by our, our national government to look at 120,000 of England's most damaged and damaging families. And she wrote this in her report. I completely understand and believe that the thing missing in all of this is love. Because some of what people are exposed to is so hard we create strategies and structures around them to protect the worker and those that are meant to be helping these communities and these families, which means we can no longer get to the person we are trying to work with. I think we need to bring back some emotional exposure. The ability to be human, the ability to empathise, not to be fearful of empathy. Instead, we all walk around in these big protective clothes. On a visit to an estate in Leeds, they found, along with vast numbers of children, another surprisingly common theme in some of the most damaged and damaging neighbourhoods in that community was a vast number of pets. In the family's living room, and another describes her eyes streaming in the house, literally soaked with the urine of ten cats and five dogs. In one house, they found a horse living in the living room. And she said, it looks mad until you realise that they want all of these pets because they know their pets will always love them. Now, I don't know if there's people like that in the United States of America. But if there is... The church has a head start on love because God is love. Amen. As Scott said earlier, we have a, a saying, love the person in front of you. How easy is it to do that? Love the person in front of you. The greatest gift that the church brings to any community isn't our buildings, it isn't our Sunday services, or our program of events, or our agendas, the greatest gift that the church brings to any community is you. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, partnering with the Holy Spirit to love people and to be bringers of God's kingdom time and time and time again.
The Pope said, it's not often I quote the Pope, but I think this is quite an inspired quote from him. I prefer a church which is bruised, hurting and dirty because it has been out on the streets rather than a church which is unhealthy from being confined and from clinging to its own security. Shall I read that again? I prefer a church which is bruised, hurting and dirty because it has been out on the streets rather than a church which is unhealthy from being confined and from clinging to its own security. So I want to challenge you. What would your street, your neighbourhood, your community, Wilmington, North Carolina, the USA, the world, look like if God's kingdom really was a reality? Grab hold of a bigger vision. But remember, it all starts with loving the person in front of you. So this week, when you're out and about, when you're eating your donuts in Wake and Bake, when you're driving, when you're in Trader Joe's or whichever supermarket, when you see your neighbours, just think, what gift can I give to them? What can I do to that person that will impact their day, that will bring joy, love, life, peace, hope, purpose, the kingdom of God into their lives at this moment? Isaiah 58, 12 says, Your people will rebuild the cities that were destroyed long ago. You will build again on the old foundations. You will be called the one who repairs broken walls. You will be called the one who makes city streets like new again. Do we want to be a people that rebuild the cities that have been destroyed over the years? Do we want to be a people that go back to the old foundations and most of our cities are founded on the principles of God and the Bible. Do we want to be the ones that repair broken walls, that see communities come back together, that see neighbours who haven't talked to each other for years getting along again, that, that kind of build up that community spirit and the ones that make our streets like new again? I'm going to invite you now to pray. I'm going to read out a, a paraphrase of Revelation 21 that talks about a new heaven and a new earth. So let's pray. It was eight o'clock on a Monday morning. I was standing looking over the place of Wilmington and I saw a new Wilmington coming down from the heavens. I saw a teenager leaping out of bed with joy, laughing with the freshness of the morning. I saw elderly ladies skipping along Market Street. I saw children paddling in the Cape Fear River. I saw a, U, a football match on U McGree Park and the teams were mixed people from every people group. Asylum seekers and Uber drivers, policemen and prisoners, pensioners and politicians, people from every race and class playing and laughing in the sun. I saw a street party where the people were eating and dancing again because there was hope again. And I looked across the communities of Wilmington and I saw communities of hope, communities of grace, communities of warmth. And in the clearness of the morning, I looked down to, into the Wilmington before me and there was no more asthma, no more unwanted pregnancies, no more debt, no more violence, no more overcrowding and nobody was too busy. The Cape Fear River was flowing with crystal clear water. 
There were no more needles and condoms in the parks. No more sorrow or family breakdown. No more poverty. No more need. No more unemployment or mind-numbing jobs. No more hopelessness. No more sadness and tears, only joy and laughter. No more discrimination. No more drunken, violent clubbing. No threats, no fears. The dividing walls were gone. Families and neighbours were restored. There was no more garbage, no dealers, no guns, no knives, no dangerous dogs. There were no racial tensions, just one harmonious mix in Technicolor. And I looked and I saw kids playing football on the streets and neighbours cheering them on. I saw homes without locks on the doors where the welcome was always guaranteed. I saw children playing on climbing frames that weren't rusty, where children could play out without fear of harm, where teenagers helped the little ones up to the highest climbs. I saw Wilmington, a North Carolina, a United States of America, a world where neighbours shared favours and returned them without pressure or obligation, where hearts were unbroken, partnerships are lasting, peaceful and happy. I saw homes where families eat and play together. I saw a world where tears were wiped away. And that's the kingdom of God in action. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this place of Wilmington. We thank you that it's your place. We pray that as your church, as your people, we will partner with you to demonstrate that your kingdom is a reality. Lord, help us to be bringers of hope, bringers of joy, bringers of peace, bringers of purpose, bringers of lives changed round, bringers of hope in you, to those that we meet, to communities that we serve, to the streets that we walk on and drive on, to the shops that we shop in, to the places that we eat in. Lord, help us be bringers of you time and time again. And Lord, we pray for a new Wilmington, a place that really is heaven on earth, a place where your kingdom is a reality, where people find hope, where people find you. Lord, help us to be part of your answer, part of your plan A for this community and the communities round about. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Love the one in front of you. If you are in the Wilmington area and are looking for a place to worship, Come join us on Sunday at 10 a.m. for coffee and fellowship, 10.30 for worship and service, and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for spirit-filled prayer. If you would like to learn more about us, access more of Dr. Forrest's teachings, and find Dr. Forrest's in-depth teaching notes, visit our website at gofaithlife.com. Also, visit and like our Facebook page at Faith Life Wilmington.